you know, giving us a chance to have the whole family together. Um, this is really neat. Um, I'm kind of reverbing, too, but um, anyway, yeah, a little bass or I don't know. Um, so, wow, okay. Has everybody gotten a seat who needs one? Yeah, there's some more chairs over there, a couple more over there. Great. Well, welcome, welcome. We are so glad you all decided to join us this morning. And 99.9% of you remembered it was at 10 o'clock. That's awesome. Those of you who came early, thank you for helping us with the chairs. We really appreciate that. Um, and we're so glad you decided to join us. Um, this is a special day for us. Um, for those of you who were here last week, you saw that little behind-the-scenes video of how hard we've been working you know, to get uh, Vision Sunday ready. Um, and uh, I was waiting for somebody to scream out, do we have a food pantry? But no, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. People were asking. P- people were asking Julie, did they make it back in? Um, you know. Um, uh, so, anyway, we we really are glad that y'all decided to join us this morning, and we've got lots going on, um, and so we're going to get going to continue. Um, why first um, we're going to take care of some weekly business, right? Family business. We're going to take our weekly tithes. So if the ushers would come on forward, um, and uh, we'll get ready for that. Um, while they're doing that, can you guys play that video one more time? You can kind of see that while the ushers are coming up. Because we also have push pay. We have a way of electronically giving. Just want to let you all know about that. Father, thank you so much uh, for this day that we uh, that we got together as family, all as one family, Lord. Um, and we know that it's because of you that we are family, um, and we're so thankful for that. Thankful for each and every person who was here, um, who took their time to be with us this morning. So, Lord, we just we've been seeking your vision for living grace. Lord, let the uh, uh, let that be imparted. And let there be some excitement. Let there be lots of excitement about what you have for us, Lord. And we thank you too for all that you've given us. And we thank you for giving us the opportunity to give back even a small portion of what you've given us, Lord. That it be used for your glory to spread the name of Jesus throughout the world. And it's in His name that we pray. Amen. Really, um, there were, we weren't really going to do any announcements, but there's two things that we need to tell you all about. First, do you guys know what next Saturday is? Next Saturday night is? Change your clocks. Right, it's daylight. Can you believe it? It's, it's early March. You've got to change your clocks already. So don't forget, you know, uh, actually early Sunday morning, um, you know, Saturday night before you go to bed to change your clocks at one hour. You know, we spring forward, so put your clocks one hour forward, or when you show up Sunday morning, you'll be late, I think, um, early. 
Um, anyways, just wanted to give you all a reminder about that. And also, um, just a, a, for those of you who don't know, um, uh, an old member of our church who has been a member for a long time, uh, Jerry Sutton, many of you know him, he passed away on Tuesday. Um, he's a, a Katie and Noah Sutton's dad, um, and uh, he passed away Tuesday very suddenly. Um, so we're going to be having his memorial service um, here uh, a week from today, next Sunday at 1 o'clock. So for those of you who want to come and remember Jerry or support uh, the family, um, we encourage you all to be here. Um, so um, that's really all the announcements. We want... Um, we have some like, this is kind of a business meeting type thing that we do once a year. And so we're going to get right on into that. And I'm going to do some of that business portion. Um, first part of that business portion is that um, you all know we have a church council. And um, the church council is responsible for the fiscal integrity of the church. They help uh, make a budget and, you know, they uh, keep us accountable on the staff for the money and all that. And, and they represent you. Um, uh, the membership regarding all that. And this time of year, we have a little transition that happens each year, that there's some folks who um, have completed their sentence, I mean their, um, their time on the council. Um, and we just want to thank them. Um, Lynn Kerr's not here because uh, she has some family in. But Dale Tinklepaw and Joe Pastor, if you guys would stand up, thank you so much for your time. You, no, seriously. For those who are leaving, you don't have to stand up yet, Donna. I'll get you, get to you in just a second. Okay, um, I didn't forget you. Um, but yeah, these uh, the two of them, Joe and Dale and Lynn, um, are coming off the council now, and um, they have put their heart into um, into so many things that have gone on, and we are so thankful for their service. We really are. Um, but when there's folks coming off, there's the potential for people coming on. And um, by the way, let me introduce you to the current council, absent the folks who are now uh, leaving, and that's Donna. Dave, now you can stand up, Donna. Yeah, there's Donna. Um, where's Vin? There's, where's, there's Vin. Um, and who am I forgetting? Where's Susan? There she is. There's Susan. Those are our current council members. And their terms don't expire yet, so they'll be continuing on. So we have some senior council members. That's how we do that. We have you know, folks who are going off um, are super seniors, I don't know. Um, and we have senior council members, and now we'll have some freshman council members coming on. And that's where you all come in. Um, if you uh, are a, an official member of Living Grace when you came in, you should have gotten a little red ballot um, for our, uh, our new council. Uh, potential council members, and um, also maybe got a, uh, there was a flyer that had their pictures and those kind of things on there, um, and so you get, had a chance to get to know them. We, we, uh, we gave those out a couple weeks ago also, but there's three folks who have uh, agreed to potentially be council members to, um, and I told, gosh, y- y- y'all don't know what you're getting yourselves into, huh? Um, it's, it, it's, it's a great, it's an awesome job, but it's an awesome responsibility too because we take our, our fiscal integrity and our fiscal responsibility so seriously. Um, and they ensure that there's, again, that integrity and accountability from the financial standpoint. Um, and so we have three folks um, who are uh, nominees, council, uh, council nominees. So if they would stand up, there's John Patterson, 
And there's Dan, Dan Myers, and where's Aura? I know I saw Aura. There, there's Aura, sorry, right in front. There's Aura, um, Aura Dunstan. And uh, so you guys can have a seat. So um, if y'all have a ballot, if you're given a ballot, um, please fill in, uh, you get to vote as, your, as members of, uh, you know, for the council. You can vote for uh, one, two, or all three of them. Um, we do have three spots on the council. Um, and uh, so go ahead and do that. And uh, we'll give you a minute to kind of uh, just put a checkbox in any of those that you agree should be on the council. Um, and as they're doing that, um, if the ushers would come on back forward um, with the bags, and you'll just get to put your ballot just in those uh, in the green bags as they're going to pass. We'll give you a second to kind of do that. Has everybody who is a member gotten a, uh, um, a ballot? No? Okay, so we'll give them a second. Um, by the way, um, if you... If you are not an official member of Living Grace, um, and you would like to be, we're going to be having a membership class in a few weeks. We have them three or four times a year, and uh, we really encourage you all to, uh, to be part of that so that um, officially, as part of Foursquare Church, only official members can vote for council members, um, and we being a Foursquare Church have to abide by that, um, and so we're going, doing all that no more. Okay, so we're all good. Um, so again, if you take a second, if you have if the uh, ushers would go ahead and pass the bags across and put those ballots in, um, drop those in there, and we will um, we'll tally those up, and hopefully, you know, uh, in short order, uh, later in the service, we'll be able to tell you the results. Okay, so we, uh, we appreciate that, um, and uh, so that's how that works, um, because as a four-square church, again, um, the membership, right, you all, the church body, the church family, has, have representatives when it comes to the fiscal matters and the spiritual matters of the church. And those are your representatives. Um, so you get to vote for them. And uh, they're going to collect those up. And, and by the way, if you have any questions about that process or about what does it mean to be on the council, any of those details, feel free to ask probably the more senior members. The other guys don't know, again, they don't know what they're getting themselves into just yet. Um, and uh, we'll, uh, you know, but uh, they meet monthly um, and talk about budget stuff and different, uh, again, fiscal allocations, monetary allocations, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's a hard job. It really is. My hat is off to all of you. Um, so anyway, um, we led with that because we need to talk to you all about kind of where we are, right? If we need to want to tell you where we're going, we need to say, well, here's where we are. And so that's going to be part of my job. And then Pastor Richie's going to come up in a few minutes and he's going to talk about where we're going. Okay. And some of this stuff is a little, well, I find it interesting and exciting because it's numbers and I like numbers. Um, so I'm going to put up a, a slide up there that's going to have a bunch of different numbers and I'm going to go through it with you to show you our current uh, uh, fiscal or monetary situation right now. Okay. And they actually gave me like a little pointer. I feel like I'm in school. Um, I never even used it. So, okay. So I'm going to go this. Um, first of all, um, on the left-hand side of each of the screens, um, are our general bills, okay, our monthly expenditures. 
broken down. And of course, we have them in much more detail. Um, but you can see that the bottom line, here's up, up here is the personnel, that's salaries and um, you know, uh, salary taxes and stuff like that that we have to pay. And then our leases, the next two numbers, that's 6,500 and the 2,679. Those, those two numbers represent that we pay $6,500 a month to lease this building for church on Sundays and Wednesdays and the other things we do. And then, as most of you know, we also have an op- you know, we have the offices just south of us here on Rancho, and that's what we pay in rent every month for that. Okay? If you have those three numbers, the salary, the lease, and the office rent, and you add up, there's our utilities and advertising and you know, postage and insurance, all the office supplies and everything that we do. That's our approximate monthly expenses, about $26,000, just over $26,000 a month. That top number, $3,000, sorry, that's sorry, that's yearly, not monthly. Um, no. Gosh, I got all confused. I confused myself. Um, sorry. The that's the monthly expenses, $26,000 a month. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't, the number that confused me is that $3,000. Um, we give 10% back to the Foursquare Church as it's called an extension tithe. So we tithe the tithe to Foursquare um, and it goes to their missions and other administrative things. And as part of Foursquare Church, um, we're asked to do that. We do get a portion of that back a couple times a year um, and... Uh, so they don't get, I mean, they get all of that, but then they tend to give us some back as like a rebate type of thing. Um, so anyway, uh, that's also included in that total monthly expenses of the $26,000 a month. Um, up on the upper right-hand corner, um, we have three different bank accounts. Okay, three different bank accounts. We have what we call our general bank account. We have a savings account and we have the building fund. Right. The general account, you can see we're comparing the balances of 2015 to 2016. Okay. Now you can see that the general uh, balance went down $43,000. And let me take a second to explain that. That's actually a good thing, believe it or not. Um, we had a loan out that we've been paying, we were paying monthly on and paying interest, of course, and all that. And uh, it was a little over $40,000 was the total balance. The church council decided, look, we've got lots of money in savings. Why don't we pay off that loan? So that's why there's a negative balance there. Um, it, well, a negative difference, not a negative balance. Our balance is about 85, a little over $85,000. Um, but the different, it went down a little over $40,000. And that represents that loan that we paid off. So what that minus $43,000 means is we're debt free. We are debt free. Um, now, again, we pay, you know, we have monthly expenses, obviously, um, that we cover, but we don't have any loans out. We're, as a church, we are completely debt free. And our church council thought that that was, you know, being good stewards and it was much, it was more responsible than, and particularly when, even in our savings, you know, we're getting one and a half percent interest or, you know, something silly. And of course, we were paying way more in interest on the loan, and it would have taken several years to pay off that loan. He decided, you know what, let's just pay that off, and we can uh, represent to the church that we, in fact, are debt-free now. 
And so, so that's, again, that's why there's a negative difference there. But you can see, too, that savings went up uh, 20, almost $24,000 between 2015 and 16. That's a, that represents a 47% increase in our savings. Pretty good, huh? Any of y'all have a 47% increase in your savings this year? <laughs> no. And pay off and become debt-free at the same time? Wow, no. So, yeah, I, I know, actually, I know folks who are in, you know, in love with uh, Dave Ramsey, you know, like the Sinises probably are, you know. Um, and so, anyway, so uh, we want to show you all this because um, financially, we're pretty healthy. Um, and uh, the building fund, you can see, also went up another $46,000. Um, and by the way, we do have that as a separate account, right? When you give to the building fund, it goes to that account and will not, we promise you, um, will never be used for anything other than our building project, right? Our, uh, the building fund will be used for if, you know, we move into a new building or, you know, build outs, that kind of stuff. So, that, uh, so we had an increase in addition to uh, $23,000 in savings, paying off that loan, and um, we had an increase of over $46,000 to the building fund. So thank you. Thank you all. Give yourselves a hand. You, we couldn't have, this is you all. This isn't us. I mean, yes, it's our council being really you know, fiscally responsible, but this is you all. This, is, this obviously could not have been done at all without you. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you. No, no, it's, no, it's, it deserves extra applause. I mean, this is, this is good stuff, right? Um, you can see that um, uh, this next box over here um, shows, like I said, our average monthly income is about $30,000, okay, a month. Our expenses, right, that 26382 right there, leaves an excess of about $3,600 a month. Now, that doesn't mean that we save all of it. Obviously, you know, if we save uh, $3,600 a month, that there'd be more in savings. But those miscellaneous, there's other miscellaneous expenses to come that aren't regular monthly expenses, um, conferences and um, helping with mission stuff and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, oh, speaking of missions, that missions offering where it shows a negative, that's, that's not a, an extra bank account, actually. That just shows that the missions offering, you know, every, the third uh, Sunday of the month is Mission Sunday, and we take a missions offering, and th- all that money goes out to our missionaries. Um, this just shows that uh, missions offerings, missions giving this year went down a little bit. Um, so that's what that m- amount represents. It's not that we don't have less money in the bank. All that money kind of goes out. So that's one thing that shows that the missions offering that we take on uh, on the third Sunday, just has got, over the year, has gone down just a little bit. So, um, but in any case, you can see that given our average monthly income of $30,000 and our expenses of tw- a little over $26,000, we are able to save some money. I mean, again, there's some other expenses that are more detailed in there. Um, and that's how we get that six six thousand or sixty one hundred dollars in weekly need that you see in your bulletins, um, which uh, is not that number divided by four, but we have to do the, the actual math, have to multiply it by twelve and divide by and then divide by fifty two to get a weekly need. Um, so that's why it's not exactly a fourth, um, but that's where that number that you see in the bulletin comes from, 
what our average weekly need is, and that's so we can pay our bills. And our church council deals with that all the time. Oh, I just, the ballots are in. Uh, we shouldn't have Price Waterhouse come up because they might mess it up. Um, you know, um, but, yes, it's official. I just got the word. All three of the uh, uh, nominees were elected to the new church council. So congratulations, folks. They could have paid, you know, could have paid me a lot less than Price Waterhouse, and I'd have gotten it right. right? Unless Julie's like, no, it's only two. Uh, no, no, all three, no. Um, so... Um, anyway, so that's what that part of that all is. So, because we have a, um, we want to be completely accountable to you all for our finances, and so there's no secrets. We don't hide the ball when it comes to any of the finances. Okay, and that's why once a year we do this, so y'all could see what we're doing. Um, and if you have specific questions or questions about more detail, um, that requires more detail, either ask any of the council members or Julie or myself, and we'd be glad to help you out. Um, speaking of that, by the way, um, Pastor Richie and I, although obviously Pastor Richie, um, as the senior pastor, is the chair of the church council. Um, so he's part of the church council. I'm kind of an advisor to the church council on financial and legal matters um, and other things. But um, he and I, by the way, have no idea what you tithe as individuals. I mean, I have no idea what Oratize or Tithes or Joseph or any of y'all. We have no idea. We don't have access to that information. And that's exactly the way we like it. Now, obviously the council, you know, I mean, Julie and the council has access to that information um, when needed. And that's, that's kept very private. So, of course, if you wanted to know how much have you tied this year, you can look at that. But, of course, you're not entitled. Nobody's entitled to look at anybody else's records. But I wanted you to know that Pastor Richie and I have no idea how much any of you tithe. So thank you all for tithing as much as you do. Um, and we appreciate it. We love you, whether you're, you're able to give or not. And, and like I said, we really appreciate the fact that we don't know. We don't want to know. We just want to love you. We don't want there to... Uh, there'd even be an appearance that we're giving anybody preferential treatment. Oh, well, they're a big tither. We better do what, you know, what they want or let them have. No, we have no idea. Okay. Does that sound like a good idea? Do y'all think that that's, there's some wisdom behind that? Yeah. So anyway, I just want to let you know about that a little bit. Now, um, as many of you know, we're in, uh, we've been in a building campaign. You know, we have a building committee, by the way, that's been looking for buildings and, you know, a, um, as Pastor Richie's called it, kind of a permanent home for us, and they continue to do that. Um, we actually thought we found a place, just actually catty corner from here, behind the VA building, um, and it looked really good, and it was, I mean, it was a big dream. It really was. I mean, it was, it was be quite a job, um, and there was a lot to it, and we looked into it, and our church council, in its wisdom, along with Foursquare, said, you know what, right now, yeah, you've got it, you could do it, but we're looking at projections, and we have to look at trends, and unfortunately, some of the trends, some of the number crunching that the folks at Foursquare and our church council did said, you know what, 
There's some things that, there's a lot that looks really good. I mean, look, I mean, income is up, or, or sorry, savings is up, and the building fund is up, and, and you're debt-free. It's all great. But it's not all good news, to be honest. There's some stuff that we need to work on, and that Foursquare has encouraged us to focus on. Okay, and some of that is represented down at the, the bottom right hand of those screens. Um, Foursquare, and again our council, looked at the, our, the trend of our average monthly tithe. And they realized that for the last several years, it's been creeping down. Okay, so in 2014, our average monthly tithe was, was $33,000 a month. Now it's $30,000 a month. Right, so there's a 10% decrease um, over the last two years of our tithe, of our income, right? Um, and Foursquare said, you know, you need to work on that a little bit. It's not terrible, you know, but right now, getting into a long-term project, we're a little, you know, concerned because if this continues long-term, you're not going to be able to pay your bills, right? So they said, let's hold off a little bit on that. In addition, they looked at our ad- average weekly attendance, and they saw that that's been down too, right? In 2014, so in the same period, in 2014, our average weekly attendance was 213 people, and now it's uh, at the end of, or through 2016, it's 169, okay? So that also represents a decrease um, in attendance. And so Foursquare said, you know, hey, you know, a lot of, lot of good things, a lot of good numbers, but you've got a couple of numbers that we're a little concerned about and that because it looks like a trend, we need to work on that. We want, we want to help you. We want to partner with you to get a little bit better focused on some things. Okay? So now the kind of the good news behind some of those numbers is that tithe... Incre- is decreasing slower, right? Make sure I got this right. Is decreasing slower than attendances. Okay, um, and what that means, what bean counters will say about that, is actually good news. We have a really strong core. We've got a we have a strong core of people continue, who are, you know, who uh, call Living Grace home and continue to give and that that's a good thing, okay? It's not a great thing, right? I mean, these numbers ought to go the other way, right? But one of the things, again, that those number crunchers say is that it's not all bad news, that we actually have, that indicates a strong core, of people who continue to give and continue to attend kind of no matter what. That there's a, not surprisingly in Las Vegas, there's a population that's a little transient and Living Grace has a little bit of a transient population. Um, And it's not the same kind of transient population as you might see downtown, but I mean, it's, you know, but it is a little transient. and Foursquare and our church council and their, their collective wisdom have said, you've got a strong core, but you need to strengthen it. You need to, you need to expand it. You need to focus on your core, kind of like working out. 
And so Pastor Richie, myself, the elders, and I, or am I we have talked about, okay, how do we strengthen our core? Because Foursquare believes if you have a strong core, the bigger your core, the healthier your church is, not only uh, spiritually, but also, also financially. So the last several weeks, we've been talking about getting focused, right? Some changes, you know, um, change in the right direction, that there's going to be some changes going on, but we need to focus on some things, right? Rather than kind of shotgunning stuff. And that was based on a lot of the, uh, the wisdom that we, uh, that the church council and Foursquare gave to us saying, okay, we want to help you focus on expanding and strengthening your core. Okay? And so many of you are part of our core and we love you so dearly. Um, and, you know, but it's time for a little workout. Right? I mean, because if you, if you only work the upper part of your body and not the lower part of your body, what happened? You know, you're kind of lopsided, you know. Um, and so we need to, there are seasons when we need to focus on certain areas, right? Because maybe we've been focusing somewhere else and so we need to focus on another part of our, um, of our body, so to speak, right? Of our core. And so Pastor Richie's going to come on up and he's going to explain to us how we're going to Build and strengthen our core. Right. Amen. It is a uh, it's a joy to be here with you this morning. Um, for those of you who, who were here last week, you know that I wasn't. Uh, I actually was home. I had lost my voice on Saturday, and it was uh, uh, an interesting thing. Um, uh, I called Pastor Jonathan at 4.30, and, and, and it was pretty obvious that I wasn't going to make it, but I was doing my best, and I called him and said at 4.30 and said, hey, man, you know, in, in my whisper, I, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't go, man. He, he goes, don't worry, man, I got it. You know, no, we kind of knew it was coming, and so give it up for Pastor Jonathan, man, for just, uh, you know, coming through in the clutch. And uh, uh, it's kind of funny because I, when I thought about calling him, I thought, you know what? Maybe I ought to have maybe I ought to have Miss Melba call him uh, because Miss Melba will call him and he'll pick it up. But if I call him, he might not. It might go to voicemail. You know, when you're like, oh no, I know what this is. But no, uh, we're blessed to have have him here. I'd like to also acknowledge the eldership that are uh, uh, help to lead the spiritual direction of our church. And so, Bill Kerr, wherever you are, Jesse, if you would just kind of, you know, y'all know Jesse. Uh, where's Pete, Petey Pete, Pete in the back, represent, but I want you to acknowledge these men, and if you have questions about our direction, and if you say, hey, do we believe this, or is this biblically accurate, or whatever, you know what, you can talk to these gentlemen, as well as Jonathan and myself, with your questions, but I wanted to acknowledge them before you, so you know who our eldership are, um, the Foursquare Church is an international denomination that was started actually before 1923 by a woman named Amy Simple McPherson, and she opened a, um, I think it's about a, maybe about a 4,000-seat uh, arena in downtown Los Angeles in the ni- early 1920s at a time when women uh, had very little rights in our country, and uh, I mean, she was a trendsetter in many, many ways. Uh, uh, her heart was always for uh, the nations and for the lost, and 
Uh, God just blessed the things that she she put her hands to. And as a result of uh, all of the people that were wanting to join in with her and were wanting to do what she was doing and be a part of it, it became this denomination called Foursquare. And so if you're not familiar with that, I could give you a couple of key tenets because it ties into where I'm going to. But there's uh, there's four four banners that they have. One is that Jesus Christ is our Savior, and he is our baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and he is our healer and our soon and coming king. And so it's all revolved around Jesus Christ. Uh, we believe that we're balanced. Uh, we don't uh, have extremes in any particular views. Uh, this church has been a part of the Foursquare movement for uh, I, I haven't quite done the math, but I bet you it's been about 18 years, maybe a little bit less than that, maybe a little bit less than that. And so um, if you want to look up some information on them, you can. So when we talk about Foursquare, that's our church family, okay? And so what I also wanted to do was uh, just kind of pick up where Pastor Jonathan left off and, and give you a little bit of the information that we got from uh, the uh, financial uh, end of Foursquare. Here's some of the things that they said about us. And they said, although there is a a declining trend that Pastor Jonathan talked about, our cash flow is still strong each year. 191,303 at the end of 2013 to at the end of 2016, $457,265. That's good news. That's good news. Okay. Um, even while we've paid off some debt, we continue to maintain, you know, we're, 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 we're paying bills. It's not like we're choosing between, do we pay this one or that one? No, we're able to do the things, uh, that we need to do as well as we're making, we're in a position to make a, a reasonable down payment. And so I wanted to read this last part about this building that, that we, we were hoping that today we could tell you that we were moving forward in this. This is what they said. I would say the project you are pursuing is within the realm of what you qualify for and would work based on the estimated required cash compared to the current cash on hand of the church. So that's good news in that it wasn't like, dude, call us next year, okay? Y'all got a lot of work to do. We do have a lot of work to do, but it's within our grasp. And so I want I want you to know a couple of things about that. As Pastor Jonathan mentioned Anything that goes in the building fund stays in the building fund. That's specifically what it's, what it's used for. Uh, we are continuing in that program because our goal is to have our own place. Look around you. We need to have our own place. Um, we're outside counting parking park, uh, cars that are here, so we get a really good idea of how much parking we need when the whole family shows up. But we also need a place that we can grow into. We don't want a place that just fits. We want a place that will have some growth that's involved with it as well. In this particular building here, there is a there is a, a new school that's going to be uh, uh, leasing from the ownership. We've met with those people, and we've got a uh, the lease that we currently have is pretty much going to be mirrored. And so, as far as our location in the short term, we're still here. And so, we wanted to relay that to you so that you knew that that information was there. But we continue in the building program. We've got a team of people that are watching literally every day uh, where for uh, new opportunities that might pop up on the market, as well as a real estate agent that is, that is connected with other pastors in town. In fact, that's all he does is he uh, works with churches in finding buildings for lease and for purchase and even for a shared lease scenario. And so we've got that ball rolling. Uh, the other thing is that um, uh, we're encouraged 
by by what Foursquare has said. And as Pastor Jonathan mentioned, with some adjustments and some changes, you know what? Uh, uh, we can execute this and we can get it done. And so, so how do we do that? Well, uh, if you were here last week, you heard Pastor Jonathan say that that uh, uh, we've gotten complicated and, and we've made uh, church uh, uh, too complicated. And then what we needed to do is simplify and that we, we kind of shotgun things like we'll do this over here and, and we'll do that over there. And they're all good things in and of themselves, but they're not tied together. Uh, one doesn't link into an overall purpose and one doesn't connect with the other one. And so, yeah, we've spent the last, boy, two months really, really working hard in simplifying and getting things lined up so that everything coordinates and everything works together. And so we've been shifting our focus on simplifying. And we've been shifting our focus on what really is our most important mandate. And that's loving God and making disciples. There's no greater mandate that any church has than that. That's what we're designed to do. Love God and make disciples and impact our community. And so, everybody say this. Strong core, strong body. Say it again. Strong core, strong body. So I have a doctor friend who's a a trainer uh, on an elite level. And I asked him, I said, give me your top ten reasons to have a strong core. If you don't know what a core is, that's right here. This is your core. This is the center of your strength. Incidentally, speaking of our core, not necessarily the muscular part, but this area of our body, 85% of your immune system is in here. Did you know that? So think about that when you have your next um, uh, 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 triple-decker ice cream um, I know, huh? Anyway, did y'all know we're having lunch today? Did I mention that? Lunch, yeah, uh, lunch afterwards. I'll, be, I'll get back. I'll give you some instruction on that. I asked him his top ten for a strong core. Here's what he said. He said, true core training resists the body's deterioration from gravity. Now, if you didn't know, gravity has a tendency to what? Pull things down. See, that's why some of, some of us, some cats... There was a time, you know, when you were a little bit, little bit thicker up top. But because of gravity, uh, you got furniture disease. I don't know if y'all know what that is. Furniture disease is when your chest drops through your drawers. You know, that's gravity. I dare not reference this in any way to the females in the house, lest I may be walking home. I'd be like, dang. I knew I shouldn't have said that. I dare not. True core training allows better movement of the body and greater longevity. Core training allows increase in sports performance. Core training enhances breathing and increase of oxygen to the body. Isn't that interesting? Which is what? Essential for life. Now, here's the other thing. Core training helps balance. Balance. Now, that's physical. But, you know, there's a lot of physical things that have spiritual applications. Strong core, strong body. What we've been working on is how to strengthen our core. And I'm up to 52 crunches. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. No, no. Spiritually speaking. Spiritually speaking. And so, you may have heard reference to these three words. Everybody say connect, grow, and serve. Okay, you're going to be hearing those three words again and again and again. And I'm going to give you a little bit of explanation of why. First of all, connect. Jesus said this, 
Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Uh, and, in, and another gospel says with all your strength. That is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it or just like it. What's the first one? Love God with everything you have. That's it. And the second one is love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two greatest, those are the two commandments. The commandment, uh, and really you can summarize it by one commandment, is the commandment of love. Jesus takes the Ten Commandments and all of the law and all of the prophets and all of the Old Testament and everything, and he says, let me break it down to you, okay? Let me give you two. Love God with everything you have and love others like you love yourself. And that summarizes the entire Old Testament. And the real commandment is the commandment of love. Okay? And so, the word connect. The greatest way that people connect to our church is right here. Look at all these people in this house. This is amazing. People connect to churches on Sundays. That's not the only way, but it's the biggest way. And so, think of this as the end of a funnel. Think of it as the big end of a funnel that all flows and leads to something. And that's the key. It's got to lead to something. Because on Sunday, there's all kinds of great things that happen. Man, there's fellowship. Man, you get to connect with other people. Uh, you receive the word of God. You're hopefully challenged to change in some way and to do something about what you've heard. But that, that, that can't be all. I mean, that's, that's big, but that can't be all that there is. We celebrate. You hear the word. But what's the next step? What should happen after that? What if Sunday service had a purpose? that was beyond those things, which are huge. What if Sunday service wasn't just about getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, which is great. That's not a bad thing. But what if that wasn't our purpose? Because if we strengthen our core, there should be some kind of growth, both spiritually and numerically, right? But it's spiritually first. And so what if the purpose of Sunday and this gathering led to something else? There was a, a, a specific purpose, all right, and, 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 and that connects everything to a bigger picture. And so here's the next thing. The first word is connect. Think of it as Sunday service, connecting people, the end of the funnel, and bringing people together. Now the next word is grow. Everybody say grow. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, speaking of the New Testament church, it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so grow. And we've determined that the best way for discipleship to happen in our church is through what we call light groups. You might call them small groups, home fellowships. But it's connecting It's connecting here on Sundays but then growing in our relationships with one another. You know what? The numbers say that 85% of people that go to church and are connected in some sort of a small group will stay at that church. 85%. That's astonishing, and it's true, because that's what people want. People want to be connected. There are people that come to our church, and they like it because they say it's a small church. And there's a lot... Bigger churches, too. And it's like, it was just too big. Well, hey, different strokes for different... Right. Okay? That's okay to say, right? That's not, a, that's not a bad thing. Okay. Some of you are looking at me strange, like... 
Okay, so um, that's our discipleship model. We want you connected in a light group. We want you connected in a small group, a home fellowship. We want you connected so that Sunday becomes the end of the funnel, but you all know the purpose is what happens on Thursday night or on Wednesday night or on Tuesday night at men's group or women's group. It's the best way to do life together. And so Sunday service now has a purpose. It actually pours into something else, and that's pouring into getting people connected. You know, sometimes there are people who attend on Sunday, and, and, and maybe, you know, we don't see them for a while, and there are people who get upset, and they go, hey, man, I haven't been at church in a month, and no one's called me. It's like, oh, my gosh, man, we're so sorry. We do our best. Are you connected any way else besides Sunday? No, but you guys ought to know it. Oh, man, you know, we, we are so sorry. Get connected. <laughs> Because if you're meeting with a group of 10, 15, however many, eight people every week, I promise you if you miss three weeks, they're going to know it after one. And even if you miss one, they're going to say, hey, where are you? Are you okay? You weren't in light group today. That's the New Testament style. That's how you do it. It's how you do life together. It's how you grow in the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's how you get to know one another. And what if our light groups had the additional purpose of identifying gifts and talents what if our light groups saw that you know what there's a need in our community yeah you know sister sister so-and-so down here you know man we need to go do her yard and what if a light group met on a tuesday night and instead of meeting they went and they just worked in someone's yard i don't know what if they saw some sort of a need in the community or in greater las vegas and says hey we think we ought to do this great go do it and hey can the church tag along what if we had a couple of service opportunities every year that light groups could join in? And what if there were one or two more or three more that light groups did on their own? What if we on Sunday showed you pictures of, hey, well, you know, the, the, this light group over here, they went to Mexico and they, they built a house. What? How come we weren't involved in that? We going to Mexico and build a house? No, I don't know. But what if? What if, what if that became the central place of identifying gifts, the central place of, of, of reaching out into your – because we can schedule one or two things on the calendar that y'all will say yay and amen, but there's so much creativity in this group, especially in a group that's connected together already. Why don't we do this? That's a great idea. At our light group on, uh, uh, on Thursday night, somebody had the idea of going to visit someone in the hospital. And, and, and see, we ought to have our light group in the hospital. I'm like, wow. I mean, how about that? Going to see our, 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 our brother Nick, who's, you know, Jonathan talked about him, who's paralyzed from the, Nick, from the waist down. And, 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 and you know, we're we going to try to plan it, right? We're going to try to just show up. We may have to go one at a time so they don't say, how come there's like 17 people in that room right there? Hey, do y'all mind if we have a little praise and worship? Do y'all mind if we pray together? We, we're, we're not, we're not going to make them. So what if that became, even our light groups had the purpose of all those things, but serving. Everybody say connect, grow, and serve. That's it. Romans 12.4 says, for just as each, of, each one has, uh, each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, though we are many or through many, we form one body. 
biblical unity, Christian unity. You know what drives me insane? Is when Christians let other things create greater unity than their Christianity. That drives me crazy. The number one source of unity we in the body of Christ, who are many but our one body have, is Jesus Christ. Not my race, not my culture, not my neighborhood, not my hometown, not even my professional football team. I thought I would get a little more chuckle on that one. I see I, see I need to just leave that alone. What? I think in Christ, there should be a unity. That's what this says. Though we are many, we form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. So connect. The end of the funnel. Grow. In our unity with one another and serve. Serve. Hey, we've been called to make a difference, church. We've been called to make a difference wherever God has planted us as a church and you as an individual. We've been called to make a difference. You measure what's important to you. You know what we're going to be measuring? We already measure Sunday service. We, we want to know, well, how are our numbers doing? Hey, we need to, we need to, we need to, we need to that needs to go this way. Okay, number one, uh, we, we, that's important to us. You know what else we're going to measure? We're going to measure how many people are, are connected in light groups. We're going to measure that. And if it's, if it's this way or that way, that's a red alert. We've got to change this. We've got to fix this. We can't let these numbers keep going this. We've got to do something. You know what else we're going to measure? We're going to measure how many people are serving. How many people served last week, last month? We want to know that. Because why? We want to be growing in our service. And it's not okay that Sunday service is growing and light group numbers are growing, but service numbers aren't. That's not okay because you measure what's important. That's what's important to us. So what's different about what we're talking about? We've spent a lot of, we believe God dropped. This is not just something, it's been confirmed through books we've read, through what what we heard other people saying. This is, we want you to know, we feel like this is God's direction for our church, point blank. And, and we're excited about that. Um, so, you know, our vision statement, our purpose statement is to lead people into authentic, growing relationships with Jesus. How do we do that? Connect, grow, and serve. It links everything together. <laughs> One thing pours into the next, which pours into the next. And so we want to see increase in those areas. It brings everyone on the same page. It brings a greater emphasis on serving and growing. It creates movement. So if someone says to you, so how does your church make disciples? You already know the answer. I'm going to give you three words, connect, grow, and serve. That's how we make disciples. That's easy to remember. You don't even have to have the T-shirt to remember that. Although we probably will have some. We saw a really cool logo that said that, but we had to make sure it's not copyrighted because another church was using it. We're like, what? Y'all stole our vision, man. But it's on the East Coast, and how do you copyright How do you copyright your logo for your church? Really? Come on, man. Anyway, I don't know. All right. Um, movement. 
and it explains our, our expectations of ourselves and of you. Yeah, more people in light groups, more people in Sunday service. For the sake of numbers, no, for the glory of God. It's not about numbers, but numbers are important, right? It's about creating movement, service opportunities. Hey, we got service opportunities. There's things that some of y'all are doing we don't even know about yet. Hey, let us in on it. Because maybe some other people in the church might want to link with you and connect with you. Rescue mission. Uh, uh, serving in the children's ministry. Ushering. Greeting. Set up and tear down. Hey, you want to buy us a new microphone? Flesh tone. While you're at it, get one olive color too, not just peach color. You know, multiple, since we're multicultural church, we need multicultural microphones. <laughs> Nobody notices that but me, right? I'm, I'm, hey, maybe that's the way you can, you know, we got a projector that's kind of getting dimmer. You know, we don't know why. We've already replaced the bulb, like twice. Anybody got... You know, you might have a spare projector in the closet, HD, 1080p, you know. Don't bring no big old, you know, yeah, man, my, my dad used to run a movie theater. No, nah, man, give that back to the Smithsonian. We don't want that. You need to catch up. Catch up. So um, connect, grow, and serve. Simple, right? Simple, simple. Hey, um, let me take you back to 1993. Oh, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Whitney Houston, I will always love. Y'all don't know that song? Who could forget the number one song of 1993? And what kind of nation were we where the number two song was whoop, there it is? I mean, where are we headed here? Whitney, whoop, I know y'all remember those words to that song, right, whoop? It is. That's enough. That's enough. That's enough. Okay, I just want to see who my who my people are in the house. Some of the young people are going, "What is he talking about?" Man, 1993. There was a breakthrough in the encyclopedia world. Oh, it was massive. It was massive. Prior to that point, it was the Encyclopedia Britannica, right? That thousand-pound volume that. Young people, you actually had to go to the encyclopedia and you had to pull it out and alphabet and you had to find and then depending on what you were, the massive volumes, massive. Yeah, well, there was change that was coming. Yeah, and Microsoft had said, why don't we take the encyclopedia and put it on CD? What? <laughs> what? Oh, man changed the encyclopedia world put a whole bunch of encyclopedia salesmen out of business need to find a new gig hoover vacuums or whatever i don't know right uh so yeah hey it became the new number one encyclopedia but they had a whole they had they had scholars they had people with master's degrees editors writers uh, supervisors, professors, making sure that everything was 
was was was straight and clear and concise. But man, now you could have entire th- however many en- Encyclopedia Brit- Britannica on disc, and you could search it by category. Amazing, new number one, right? Well, it wasn't too long after that that there was a new kid on the block. There's a new number one encyclopedia. Anybody know what it is? Wikipedia. Here's the thing about Wikipedia. It's free. Oh, you know my motto, if it's free, it's for me. Right? I feel you, brother. Oh, my goodness. And, and, but, but there's something different that Wikipedia, that, that, that Wikipedia did is that they didn't have to assemble scholars and professors and editors because the actual editors, if you would, of Wikipedia is who? You and I. You and I. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, that, that, that changed the whole landscape. And the unity of people involved in that turned the encyclopedia world upside down and, 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 and put Microsoft and Carta pretty much out of business. Here's the point. Everybody can accomplish more than somebody. Everybody can accomplish more than somebody. Synergy says this, and if the worship team would make their way up, guys, if you would come on up, please. Synergy is this. One plus one is more than two. And I believe that's a spiritual concept. I believe that the unity of the body is greater than the sheer number of the increase. One, that's why one could put a thousand to flight, but two could put 10,000. That's synergy. That's synergy. That's why in the scriptures it says the Lord can bring the victory with the many or the few. It's synergy. It's a spiritual concept. Look around you. Look around you, church. These people that you see believe in the mission that God has put on their hearts. They know they've been created to follow God. You know what else they know? They know they've been created to link arms with one another. Because everybody can accomplish more than somebody. And we need everybody. How are we going to do this without you? This is beautiful. I, I wish we could do this every Sunday. It's just, it, it's just, it, we're already beyond capacity for what's comfortable in this room, right? But one day, that's going to change because we, we started talking about finances and then connect, grow, and serve. How does that relate? Strong core, strong body. We're strengthening our core. That's what we're doing. We believe God will honor that. So, you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? You want to be a part of a family? Isn't it why people come to church? 
to be part of a family. Many of you have gone to see Nick and, and Brother Ricky. We need to pray for Ricky. He's having surgery Monday again. They got to they gotta go up above the knee. That's a game changer, folks, in the prosthetic world. But many of you have gone to see him because you love him and, and their family, Miss Melbourne. I was with Nick the other day. And I can't imagine to be as strong as he was, and he is, as strong, I mean, you would not want to arm wrestle this brother. You might wait for the next dude, I'm telling you. Nick is a strong man. You can tell when you hug certain brothers. Okay, okay, bro, I feel you. All right. To be here down, paralyzed. And I said to him, I said, man, I'll tell you something. You're a family. And no matter what happens, listen, no matter what happens, and no matter where you go, and no matter how this thing ends up, you are stuck with us because we ain't going away. We ain't going away. We ain't going away. That's what family does. That's what we do. You want to be a part of that, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. You want to make a difference in your community, make a difference in your world, we're going to be doing a whole lot more of that. And we believe that those things will strengthen our core and the numbers will turn. Finances, attendance, we, we believe that. We do. Hebrews chapter 11 says this, without faith it's impossible to please Him. Because those that believe in him must acknowledge that he exists and also that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He earnestly rewards those who diligently seek him. Acknowledge that he exists. We're going to sing a song and then I'm going to give you some instructions for, for lunch. But before we do that, number one, you must acknowledge that he exists. I want to just do a quick prayer. And I want to ask you, have you ever acknowledged Jesus in your heart? Have you ever said, Lord, you do exist? Lord, you do. You, you, you are real. And, and I, I, I want to embrace, hey, I want to be part of something bigger than me. I want to be a part of a worldwide movement that is changing people's lives every day. I want to be part of a family of Christ. Though we are many, we're one body, but we're all linked together. And the greatest unity we have on this planet is our unity around Jesus Christ. I want to be a part of that. It doesn't mean I, 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 I disregard my, my heritage or my own family or my culture. No, but it means I want to be a part. If you've never embraced Jesus, this is how you do it. You ask him. You connect with him. And you say, Father, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me. I, I receive you as my Savior. I, I recognize that the only way to God is through you, Jesus. And your heart is bearing witness. Your heart agrees with that. And you say in your heart, yeah, Lord, I need you. I need you. 
Let's take a moment and just handle that. If that's you, I want to give you an opportunity to acknowledge Jesus and say, yes, Lord, I receive you. Lord, would you pour out your Holy Spirit in this place? And Lord, would you be pleased with our offering today? And if there's anyone here that doesn't know you in a personal way, God, would you stir their hearts right now? Holy Spirit, you're the one that draws people to to the Lord. Holy Spirit, if you didn't lead us and guide us and woo us and love us to Jesus, we would never come on our own because that's just not who we are or what we do. And so, Lord Jesus, as you're lifted up in this place, draw people to you. And if you are agreeing with that and you've never embraced Jesus or you've been at a distance, for whatever reason, the reason doesn't matter, it's distance. But you know, the Lord is calling you and wooing you and saying, this is what you need is me. What you're striving and running and straining for, you don't need. You need Jesus and you know it. You need to come back home. If even one of those two is you, would you raise your hand up? I want to pray with you today. Make a statement. We're all being challenged today. Yes, God, that's me. I agree. God, I need you. I need you. Anybody? Anyone? I'll give you that opportunity. You've never done it. Or if you need to come make your way back home. Anybody at all?
to be ashamed Lord I've been told I don't measure up Lord I've been told I'm not good enough But you're here with me
stand up. Let's all stand up. We'll close in prayer. Stand in a position of a servant. Lord Jesus, thank you for today. Um, We believe that you are the hope of the world and that you use your church to bring that hope to the world. So, Lord, speak to our hearts. Thank you for all those who are your people in this place. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for the gifts and talents that stand before you that are a part of this body. Though we are many, we are one. Lord, may we fulfill all that you have for us. And may you be glorified in all that we do. So we look to you, God. You know the needs in this place. Smell both Ricky, Brother Nick, Rob Mayer, who's, I believe it was his father who passed away. And he's, the Mayers are up with him. And Cindy and her family and lost that the God of all comfort to them. Those that are in need that we may not even know about, Lord. You're the one who meets our needs. So we ask you, O oh Lord, to do that, to connect us even greater than what we already are. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. So, right on. A couple of uh, the way that this food thing is going to work is um, we're going to take some tables. Uh, so we need some help taking down some tables, and uh, some chairs, and we're going to put some tables up. But if you'll make your way outside, and you'll see a door down the way that's open, go through that door, and then the food, Taco Naco, by the way. Give it up for Taco Naco, Brother Victor. Uh, he is he is the, cater, the caterer muy especial. So if you need a caterer, utilize him. Uh, the best tacos in the, in the joint. And then, anyway, go that way and make your way back. And by hopefully by the time you make your way back, we will have chairs away and tables set up. And if you're a senior citizen, <coughs> would you please go first? And, yeah, that would be over 60. Five. Over 60. Don't, hey. And if you're a single mom, would you go next? And if you have children, you're on your own. 